What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan, and we have a fucking guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Ryana, a.k.a. Ryana King. You can follow me on Instagram at Ryana King and also my YouTube. And I'm really excited to be here with Constance, and I cannot wait to get into these topics with her. That was a great, <laughs> that was a great introduction. I've been working on my elevator pitch, trying to make sure I can clearly communicate exactly what I do. Anytime I meet anybody, I feel like I've been dropping the ball lately. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect. You did Thank your you. socials, you did everything. I usually have to tell people, give them your socials. That was great. If you're listening on podcast streaming platforms, you got to head on over to YouTube. She looks amazing. This woman is absolutely beautiful, like just <laughs> radiant. You. Yeah, from the skin to the face, like the features, everything. The first time I saw her, I thought, oh my goodness, oh. this girl is beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so you just came back from Atlanta. First of all, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all, we got paint sets. Get painted. You can do whatever you want to do. Paint whatever you want to paint. This is just an opportunity for you to free your mind and not feel like you, I don't know, just to loosen up, you Mm -hmm. know? So paint whatever you want to paint, all right? I do ask that. I don't know if you want to keep the painting, but a lot of people, some people leave their paintings with me, so just sign it if you want. Oh, I would love to... If you want to add to the wall, okay, guys, please sign this side and then flip it over and then paint on the other side just so I can remember who made everything. Yeah, go ahead and sign with the marker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yes, you came from Atlanta. How was Atlanta? Atlanta was fun, per usual. I mean, you can never not go to Atlanta and not have fun unless you had a really terrible time. I had fun. Um, Nothing to complain about. It was a great time. It's always a good time. I got to see my friends. Um, which I haven't seen in a long, I haven't seen them in a long time. So it was nice to like catch up with them and yeah, it was a great time. Now your friends, they live in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you, I always ask, I'm so confused. All right. I know you spent some time in Atlanta. How much of your life have you spent in Atlanta? Uh, a total of six years. Okay. Six yeah. Years. So I was born in Atlanta, but, um, I didn't grow up in Atlanta. Um, right after high school, I moved back and then I did college over there and then I moved back here last year okay um yeah so like when a lot of people ask me like where you from i say georgia um only because that's where i was born mm-hmm. but really like i'm from cameroon cause... and thank you <laughs> and thank you that's where i grew up okay so let's get into that really quickly because you you say you grew up there yeah so, wait you said you were born in atlanta i was born in georgia georgia and then yeah. you moved and to, i moved to cameroon what sparked the move to cameroon why cameroon um, my mom is from Cameroon. She was young at the time. She was still going to school. So she felt like, and my grandma was in Cameroon and it was just, it was hard, you know, just like every other immigrant. It's hard when you just move to a new country, especially as a student. Um, so she told me, oh, she, my grandma told her to send me to, um, Cameroon so she could take care of me so that's how I ended up in Cameroon oh okay you know most Africans get sent back for being bad you had like (laughs) (laughs) they do like anytime I talk to someone they get sent back to Africa for being bad like they get sent like in like middle school or something like that yeah it was usually guys I mean maybe it's a Ghanaian thing maybe it's not a no it is a Cameroon thing because my mom sent me back to boarding school in eighth grade okay bad or anything she just really wanted me to go to that school so because she went to the school when she was um when she was in high school she went she she did boarding school in cameroon so she wanted me to have the same experience so that's what she sent me okay so i know you went when you were pretty young was there like a cultural change like did you notice any difference from yes definitely it was different because i don't know i mean it was different but it wasn't like shocking because Mm -hmm. i had lived there before and um but then a lot of people who didn't know me in the boarding school who didn't know me as a kid they they thought i was like this american kid and then Mm. i was like uh no not really i've been here before and a lot of them would be surprised when i had like my african accent they were like 
Oh, she's pretending. I'm like, no, girl, I've been here before. <laughs> now she's I, just, <laughs> I just came back. <laughs> Do you feel like they were judgmental about anything else? Yes, that? they were very judgmental. Okay. Some girls would talk behind my back. Other oh. girls would were really nice and friendly. They would literally just sit down and listen to me talk. I'm like, I love your accent. I'm like, girl, I can switch it up. But... <laughs> Like, they're, they're like, oh, use your American accent, use your American accent. It was fun. I made some really good friends there. Shout out to y'all. Um, I had a great life experience there. It was hard in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went by, it eased. It was like, it was it was, it was was good. I got you. Yeah, it was a good you. experience. I'm glad I went to the boarding school because now I have long life friends. Like, Aww. girls, it was all girls school. Um, I have friends that I can call my sister, so... Beautiful. Okay, you're a dark skin woman. The first time we met, I was doing a colorism thing. Not to put you on spot, but I mean, ain't nothing wrong with being a dark skin woman. I'm just saying for the women, for the people that are listening on podcast streaming platforms. But you're a dark skin woman. We met um, during doing one of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, the topic of discussion was colorism. You had also mentioned some like um, insecurities that you had growing up with your skin color. Mm-hmm. I want to know if the insecurities came while you were in Cameroon and when they came or if they uh, were triggered when you came back to the United States definitely when I came to the United States okay um, I never really had a colorism issue I never really had it I mean like people would make uh, jokes about being dark but it was nothing in Cameroon they make jokes about being dark yeah oh, like wow. but nothing like derogatory like yeah it was just for, for jokes okay but it wasn't really a prominent it wasn't really they didn't do it enough for me to notice oh okay okay, okay. then I moved to um, Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I went to Hamlin Middle School. Okay. And that is where the bullying started. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just the Ptolemy. And then, of course, high school. And then I think high school is when Instagram became a thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole, the whole light skin versus dark skin yeah. was a thing, too. Right. I right, feel like right. the insecurities were triggered there. And I actually thought about bleaching my skin. Uh, I was like, yeah, if I bleach my skin, my life would be better. I just don't want to be. The, you oh, know, yeah. I don't want to be the talk of the town. I don't want to be the laughing stock. I feel you. you know, I feel if I were light, it would be better. Girl, I started doing that. I, I tried to. It didn't work out. Why um, didn't it work? I felt I was too dark. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what are <laughs> you using? That. I was using natural stuff, to okay, be honest. Okay, okay. And I think it worked. It didn't work because I was using natural stuff, like turmeric, yeah. vitamin C. Right. Like, every morning, I would do a yogurt mask. Oh, wow. Uh, and how old were you? I was 15. Oh. Yeah. 15, I'll use yogurt. I'll use honey. Like, my whole Saturday routine would be to do a mask, my whole face, like, even my chest, yeah. my thighs, everything. Aww. I would be, like, literally in turmeric and yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much work. I feel like the reason why I stopped was because I'm like, dang, this is a Too lot of much. work. Right. <laughs> and I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I stopped, to be honest. So, cause... how do we get to this point, Rhonda, that's so confident? I mean, when I see you, I see a confident, beautiful black woman. How, what happened? Like, what made you... Say just fuck it all. Like I get like you fucked the whole the 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 process of bleaching your skin. You gave up because it was too much. But what made that transition mentally? Um, I want think I want I will owe it to my mom. I think my mom played a really really big part in my confidence and growing my confidence. Okay. When I was in like around eleventh grade, I started making more friends. Uh, more dark skin. Literally, all three of us were all dark skin girls, mm-hmm. and we all had our issues. And she would always talk to us about confidence, confidence, confidence. Even though it really wasn't tied around, like, you need to be confident in your skin. It was more so to be confident in yourself. Right. God made you say for a reason. Right. And I think I had a turnaround uh, high school, um, my senior year in high school, where I was just so fed up with myself and feeling bad for myself all the time. You know mm-hmm. when, like, you just sit, I was, I was in the basement 
of course, overthinking. Mm. I'm an Aquarius. I'm a Aquarius. He's like, you go. Just I know. They know I be overthinking. <laughs> and I was about to just cry like I usually do because, you know, like depression, like you just cry for no reason. Yeah. I was like, girl, why are you crying? Just go talk to your mom. Like, see what she has to say. What's it? See what she has to say about this issue. Maybe you might, you might, you know, get a thing or two about it um, from her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got to talking and... Yeah, I think from there, she was talking about the law of attraction. And okay. from there, she told me a technique. She was like, when you start feeling those negative thoughts come up to your mind, just if you have to visually brush them off, do that. Yeah. And I set it off with literally, I'll be like, when the negative, I will, when the negative thoughts are coming, I will literally brush, <laughs> brush okay, it off. Like, okay. that was a technique for me yeah. to practice that. And then I'll start like... Focusing more on being beautiful. And, of course, I got into journaling. I had a journal, and I still do, every morning, every day. Now it's a little bit harder because I have, like, a lot of responsibility. But every day, I would write affirmations. I am this. I am that. And that helped me a lot with my confidence. And the more I kept saying that and the more I kept practicing that, like, the narrative, the people's approach towards me started changing. Like, they actually started appreciating me. I'm like, wow, this is... This works. Right. Like, this law of attraction, like, you you know, what you think is what you're going to attract really works. Like, the moment I changed my mindset, you know, everyone around me was no longer, you ugly, your skin is too dark, you're this, right. you're that. It was more so, oh, my gosh, you have beautiful skin, you have this. And it's like, it was that, like, I, I, was, I was beautiful all along. Yes. But because I told myself I was ugly. You began to manifest, manifest that, and the people that. around you were beginning to reflect what you thought. Exactly, yes. exactly. You so. guys, see, I'm telling my podcast listeners, this, your mind is so important. You can really like change your perception of things in life with your mind. Exactly. So, I mean, definitely, that's great. How old were you when that? That was still high school when your mom that was, was eight, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. Okay. So now I was like, I want to change my life. I want to change how I talk about myself. I just want to change. Most definitely. I'm tired. Most definitely. <laughs> I want to focus on your mom really quickly because. Um, just from the small interactions that I've had with your mom, with you guys in the same setting, I noticed that she is very supportive. I know this. I noticed that she's there for you more mm-hmm. than I, more than I feel like other African parents are. I hate to like generalize it, but when I've spoken to other African people about their mm-hmm. parents, they expressed to me that the relationship can be a little bit um, rocky. rocky, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I know you. I consider you a creative. You create content. You know what I'm saying. There are a lot of Africans that will also attest to the fact that parents aren't supportive of that creative. Um, route mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how did you and your mom have you guys always had a uh good relationship no not okay really. how did you guys get to this point of um this is kind of well if i don't, don't, don't want to talk about it don't talk about it I, i'm just gonna give like a little just a little bit the reason okay. me and my mom um i didn't find out my mom was my mom until i was 10 oh okay so when i so it was hard for me to call her mom that was okay. so we've never always been this close because i always thought she was my auntie okay so it was hard to you know, call somebody that you have known your whole life as the auntie, your mom. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was it was harder in the beginning to get along with her, and it was just it was just unfamiliar. I was just was I just was not familiar with her. That's gotcha. the only thing. And then the older I got, you know, the closer we got, and you know, she's generally generally a really fun person to be mm-hmm. around. Like she's so different from her siblings. Like mm-hmm. everyone, if you meet her siblings, she's like the odd one out. Yeah. <laughs> And she's also very creative. She's an artist as well. Okay. She um, she draws, she paints, 
she's she's an author okay she has a book on amazon that was actually a bestseller and thank you put mama on what's the book name what's the book name it's called love attraction freaking works and thank you (laughs) by tara weinberg so she already is very creative Creative. so she supports any form of creativity at home as a matter of fact like she would after school when i was in high school she would like go do something creative go do something creative i know i know that's and back then my creative was just scrapbooks like i would just paint cut out like magazines just create like a scrapbook about what I want for my future but I had to do something creative and that was what I used to do so my mom has always been supportive about you know being creative but she she always told me like I don't see you working in an office even though you know I don't mind working in an office but she was like I just don't see you doing that and she's always encouraged me to express myself okay because I've I've been shy I'm I'm a shy I well I used to be shy well I I am still shy shy. I have my moments no I feel you I I I try to like or oftentimes I'll call myself like an extroverted introvert kind of sort of right okay so when I get with you I feel like you are super extroverted I see you when you're podcasting and you are like honing it in how do we get from I'm cool with working in the office to podcasting. Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Girl, good question. <laughs> no, podcasting was just, um, it was a mistake. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even, I still don't even consider it a podcast. <laughs> Other people started calling it a podcast and I just went with the flow, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but, so what, what really started me putting myself out there yes. was because, uh, last year when I moved back and I was lost. Um, when you moved back to Virginia? Yeah. From, okay. From Georgia. I was, I felt lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Just depressed. And then my mom and I, we always used to hang out and talk a lot. So when she was like, Hey, there's this, um, documentary that I want you to watch. It's by this Nigerian actress. So it's not, it was about skin bleaching and all that stuff. So after watching that, so I got the idea to do Chocolate Skin by Rhina. Okay. And also do a documentary about dark skins and just talking about our own experiences. Okay. But then I realized like the documentary is going to take almost a year or like over a year of just creating different, I mean, um, piling up different informations. And I was like, I'm going to just post it on YouTube mm-hmm. and see what how people react right. to it. So I posted the first one. And I was like, I would love to do another one with a male perspective. So I posted another one. And okay. I was like, and then my friend was like, oh, you want me to be your, so he called it a podcast. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I guess, that's how, I guess this is a podcast. Right. And then, um, yeah, and then he started bringing up different topics. I'm like, these, I don't even know. Like, most of the topics, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what, what, what is the best way to learn? Is from other people's right. perspective to right. see how they what how they feel about this topic. Right. So, that's why I said, like, that's what I'm into the thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take topics that I don't really have much knowledge about mm-hmm. and invite other people right. and hear their own perspective on it. So, that way I'm learning. I'm adding my own little tools that I know. And I'm also helping someone else out there who doesn't know. And just, you know, starting uncomfortable conversations. That's okay. why I'm like, there are uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. So, that's how this whole podcast thing came along. And I had to force myself to be confident because I was terrified the first time. Faking it till you make it is real. We got to fake it till you make it because I was terrified. We took, like, the first podcast we had. We were there for like four hours because we just kept doing takes on takes on takes. Because I'll start talking and I'll just like mess up my words. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hold on, y'all. Hold on. Right. But it came out really good and I'm really grateful for that. No, but. it be like that. I always talk to them about not being too much of a perfectionist. Like, yeah, it may 
quote unquote suck or may have some bumps in the road but at the end of the day yes. you never know what people will take from it exactly. like when I I mean I know you say you took multiple takes but when I saw the first um, video with the four girls yeah. or three girls including yourself mm-hmm. four whatever okay <laughs> uh, when I saw it I was like wow this is beautifully done like I didn't Aww. think about any flaws I mean it, it, the conversation was so good that I couldn't even focus on whatever else was going on in the background you guys have to check it out um, what's the YouTube uh, the YouTube is Rhina King with two G's. Okay. And I've talked about it on this podcast before. They're familiar with you. They just not finally get to see you. So the um, <laughs> the YouTube will be down below in the description box. But I think that's amazing how like it also started off as something. Like it started off without you expecting that was what it was going to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know it was going to take this route. And no. I was just like, I'm just going to go with the flow. With the flow. Go, with yeah. the energy. With right. The, the path of least resistance. And thank you. Feel- Wait, hold up. <laughs> Do you watch my podcast? I don't watch your podcast. Wait, but... I talked about the path of least resistance the other oh, day. Really? Yes, that exact phrase. I was like, wait. Oh, my God. I, I haven't watched it, but I need to okay, check it no. out. I definitely have to go watch okay, it again. I was about to say, uh, you are yes. it. Okay, wait. How did you get introduced to the concept of the path to least resistance? My mom. Okay. My mom, she's very, she into the, she's into law of attraction, and she always used to say, and also, not only her, um, she introduced me to uh, Abraham Hicks. She okay. She is... She talks about the law of attraction, and she does a good job explaining it, like, making you understand. And she always talks about the path of least resistance. Like, when something... With, he, she, she, she uses this analogy. She's like, when going upstream and downstream, mm-hmm. which one feels... Which one is easier when you're going downstream? Because, you know, you're not... there. There's no resistance. Everything just flows. Mm-hmm. As opposed to going upstream. So it's like when something feels like you're going upstream and it feels like a lot of work and it feels like too much, mm-hmm. you need to be out of there. You need right. to find something right. else. You need to go dist- do something else. But when it flows, that's when it becomes something more beautiful than you even think. Like the, yeah. how the first podcast went, it was it started off like a fun thing with friends right. just talking about their experiences no pressure whatsoever right. it just it just flowed and that was that was that was that was the definition of path of least resistance to me mm-hmm. and that's why i kept it going okay. that's why you know i made i decided to make it a thing and there have been times i don't know if you noticed like there have been times where i'll go a long time without posting any videos and that's because things were just not flowing and mm-hmm. i told myself that i don't want to i, I don't want it to feel like work yeah yeah like yeah. the moment it starts feeling like work you don't want to do it. I feel you, bro. I'm talking about the same thing. Like, no, I already don't like working for somebody else. So the last thing I'm going to do is create some type of thing for me where it feels like working. Mm-hmm, I hate that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. No, I get you for sure. Um, just out of curiosity, what's your faith? Do you have, like, um, like are you Christian or anything? Do you have any, like, say? Yeah, so, identity? yeah, I am Christian, um, more, more spiritual. Okay. More spiritual side. Okay. Yeah. Why you say it all quiet like that? Because I know some people don't really No, like... girl, say it with your chest. It's okay. <laughs> you are who you are. Like, people got to be opened up to different types I of know. life. So I know. I know. People need to be more open. Right. Because I know, you know, I know people are like, oh, you're replacing God with the universe. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it's the same thing. It's just a different name for it. Okay, break that down to me real quick. Though. Let me say this. I um, So, I identify as Christian, too. But I, was, mm. I don't even know why I did quotations Christian. But I will say... <laughs> <laughs> I'll say to myself, like, yeah, I'm more on the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in my life where I was heavy in uh, manifestation, law mm-hmm. of attraction, law of the mm-hmm. universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on top of Abraham Hicks, I was consuming a lot of her content. Mm-hmm. You know uh, Abraham Hicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, know. I love her. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I stopped just because I felt like um, God was pulling me away from it. Mm-hmm. But I'm very open to hearing um, 
how the two coexist in your life the laws of attraction and all that stuff manifestation and god yeah so the law of attraction is pretty much is the law of the universe right it's like gravity mm-hmm. gravity is just is mm-hmm. whatever goes up comes out it's just it's set that's how the law of attraction is literally what you think is what you are going to manifest right what your thoughts create your reality kind of thing right. it's, there's no rock and rock rocket science um and then christianity is um i feel like christianity is like a more structured a more structured type of faith. law of attraction no i get thing. you i get you because they pretty much say the same, same thing, thing. Okay. faith uh-huh. like believing right it's this they just use different languages gotcha you gotcha know? and um what was i even gonna say but yeah it's the same thing how i tie the two together um i i still refer to god as god mm-hmm. you know i mean i would play around with it and call, say universe but it's all the same thing i pray just like everyone Excuse else me? i meditate mm-hmm. another thing too that like christianity christians don't do is meditate mm-hmm. but it's like what people don't realize is praying is talking and listening to god mm-hmm. People talk to him, but they don't necessarily listen to him. That's where meditation comes in. Period. Where you're just silent. Your your mind is quiet. You're in tune with yourself, the universe, and you're quiet. That's the point where you listen to him. When you're meditating, you just you're you're not thinking about anything. Anything. That's how it's easy for it's easier that way for God to communicate to you you and talk to you. So it's it's the same thing. It's just christianity kind of puts you in a box confines i got you yeah and then spirituality just is you know i got you i got you beautifully put well put i think you did a great job i appreciate you you for like being vocal about the two different perspectives you don't got to be shy like feel free to say whatever you want to say however you want to say it (laughs) um let's get into chocolate skin by rhino because you mentioned it briefly but i just realized you didn't even say i'm the owner of chocolate skin by rhino (laughs) So you got to get into it. Like, I think it's an amazing yes. product. I talk about it all the time. How did we get... What happened? How did Chocolate Skin by Chocolate Rana Skin by Rana. <laughs> So the documentary I watched, in the, in the documentary, the lady was like, this area of our skin... She's like, if you notice, every this is dark because the sun hits it all the time. And it's like a lot of women want to achieve this part because the sun doesn't hit it mm-hmm. that much. Okay, okay. And I'm I like... that before. The sun is going to be there regardless. Yeah. Why would you want to change your entire skin to fit a color? This little area of your mm-hmm. body, because the sun is hit all the time. Right. You want this your entire body to be this shade right. because it's lighter. Right. I'm like, why? What is the obsession with being lighter? Mm-hmm. Then I thought about. It, I'm like, my, I want to create my because I was trying to cr- create like a counter product of like lightning products. I'm okay. like, my, I want to create my own product where. Girls put on their skin and their melanin glows. glows. And thank you. And not want to change it to look lighter because right. lighter is. But I'm like, no, like, I was like, being light is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But so is being dark. Right. Like, you know, I want women to be comfortable in their skin regardless of what shade it is. So that's how mm-hmm. Chocolate Skin by Rana started. Initially, I was going to do it like a tint. Like, add a tint to the lotion. Like, tan? Yeah, like, tanning, just to, like, really enhance that glow. But then I was like, nah, like, you can enhance the glow with natural Natural. products like shea butter, mango butter. And so I started doing my research of all these different butters. And I found there's a lot of natural stuff that you can use. That can, you can use on your skin that can do amazing things to it. Mm -hmm. So I just, like, started um, putting all of them together. I'm like, listen, this is going to make 
anti-aging agents. This is going to take out your psoriasis right. or eczema. This is going to make your skin glow. It's going to make your skin radiant. Just put everything in one. And, and that's how you. Chocolate Skin was born. Okay. <laughs> I love the product. Y'all always hear me raving about it. Y'all got to check it out. Information will be down below in the description box. Give them the website real quick. ChocolateSkinByRhonda.com. And thank you. <laughs> We're going to run a brief intermission and then we'll come back and we'll talk more shit. Okay, you guys. Stay tuned and run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. Girl, you can keep painting. First of all, show them what you've worked on so far. Okay, they can see it. She has trees. For the people on podcast streaming platforms, I'm telling you guys, head on over to YouTube. You're missing out. Okay, yes. she has um, beautiful trees on hers, clouds, birds, and I did a portrait of my dog. Seven. Seven. Right? <laughs> like a fox. I know. Everyone says that. She put in you. They're like fox breed or whatever. I want to do something a little bit different. We're going to switch gears, okay? We'll get okay. back to some questions about you, but what sparked me to invite you here is you posted on your Instagram story a video of some guy on... It was like a freaking online um, blind date type of thing. Like a date panel, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> they were doing like their date online on YouTube Live, a YouTube Live. And I'm going to play it. All right? This is going to count as today's version of Bitch, Did You See That Tweet? But it's not a tweet. It's on Twitter. Um, I don't know where I'm going to post this. Y'all can see it. It'll be on Constance Podcast Instagram story. But we're going to play the video and then we're going to give our discourse. In the DMs, um, her and I were talking, I realized she had a different perspective than me. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. We're not even going to keep typing. We're just going to talk <laughs> on the podcast. So let's play it out loud for you guys. Of course. Okay. You're reading? Uh, yeah, I, I was actually reading. Um, I, I ship out in a few days. So I was just reading the artist strategy. Okay. Is that military? Uh, yeah, so actually, I'm a nuclear physicist for the Navy, oh. so I, I do that in a few in a few days. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, not you? Yeah, he is. I am 27. I look a little young. I'm not. I'm not that young. Yeah, you look young. So, where do you live? Uh, so I'm actually in the Woodlands, Texas, right now. Um, right, right down there by Houston. I'm about 30 minutes away from Houston, so I'm a little close. Nice. Okay, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, man, where do I start? Uh, I like uh, I like martial arts a lot. I did uh, a bit of pharmacy uh, back when I was a little bit younger, about two, three years ago. I got certified at pharmacy around when I was seventeen. Um, I didn't really do anything with it. I went to university for a while. I was getting like a business degree. So I have a bachelor's in business, and then I did um, pharmacy for a little while, for about three years, and then got bored. So I was like, eh, let's go see what the military has to offer. Didn't do anything. Um, All right, we can't even keep listening to it because I don't even want to keep listening to it. The girl ends up rejecting him. The headline of the thing is, the headline is, woman rejects nuclear physicist on YouTube Live. He didn't have no personality. That was her reason for rejecting him. This is like an online blind date. Rhina put on her Instagram story, don't be like this girl, meaning the girl don't that rejected like him. Jenae. She said, don't be like him. Now, 
why should why should we not be like this woman Taylor R? Why should we not be like her? Because she judge him too quick, and I get it. The first fifteen minutes or fifteen seconds of talking to someone, people tend to judge. But I think she should have give him the benefit of the doubt. And Which would have been how long should she have waited to figure out? I don't know. I just feel like you know, it's nerve wracking because he looked nervous for one, two. You know, she is the one asking the question. She asked to. She asked him about her, her. She asked him about himself, and he was just talking about himself. But the thing is, we clearly. So what I got from it is he is a, a nerd, and being a nerd is not a bad thing. <laughs> and he's all about his accomplishments and education. So when you ask somebody who is like that about themselves, so he's obviously gonna talk about what he knows to. He knows about himself, which is his accomplishments and what he right. does. But not only that, he just first off the bat, he seems to be very well accomplished at the age of no, 27. No, so that's what you focused on. She focused on the amount of money I'm he sorry. could potentially get her right with. And that's okay. <laughs> but I fuck with the no personality. Like, I, if, if he was talking to me, talking about all his accomplishments, like, round of applause, I am proud and happy for you. But it's given no personality. Yeah, that was a dumb question. Tell me about yourself. But... Somebody with some personality, or somebody like me would have flipped the script and said, "Why we got to talk about me? What's what's going on with you? Like you can mm. show your personality a little bit." So you said that he was nervous. I get that he was nervous. Also, to me, it's like, all right, self awareness. Like, why are you on this platform and you know you're nervous? Mm. That's well, how maybe I he was trying it. to. He seems like someone who likes to try something, like try different things. This, this was definitely out of his scope of interest for sure. <laughs> he doesn't just strike me as someone who'd be on social media anyway, to be honest. And he maybe he wanted to push himself to do something different. And I'm proud of him. He Look, I'm great. proud of him. I think you're one of those people. I think the world needs people like you, right? Because I definitely would judge somebody right off the bat. Like, that would have been a no for me. Because like you said, you only have a few couple, you know, a few minutes to show me who you are. And I'm taking you for as you are. Like, I don't have the time to sit and perceive, like, who you might be, who you could be. Like, you just showed mm. me this. And you're getting ready to keep babbling on about babbling on about yourself, which is cool. But damn, where's the constant well, tell me about you? Like, see, I'm reading a book called by Andrew, not Andrew Carnegie, uh, Dale Carnegie. It's called How, How to, to Win Influence, Friends and Influence, Influence People. I read that book. Oh my god! And he mentioned about letting people talk about themselves. He said, first of all, exactly. people are interested in nobody but themselves. But themselves. That is how humans are. Exactly. When you let somebody talk about themselves. And just be that listening ear. Trust me, they're going to love you. And I feel like both of them should have done that with each other. Like he should have talked about himself and let her talk about herself a little bit because it is a blind date. It's not. I, I get why she was like it felt like a job interview yeah. because just like he kept talking, talking. I would have, you know, talked a little bit about myself and then directed another. That's question what I'm saying. To like her. there was no room for the. Like yeah. he didn't even take it upon himself to flip the script. And I think, I mean, just like you said, it's like I was gonna say as women, but I think just people in general want to hear about themselves. About themselves. So, or they just want to hear themselves talk. They want to talk, and mm-hmm. you're not giving this girl opportunity to talk. talk. Like I have to drop you off the call. Maybe mm. if this was a different setting and I was at a damn nuclear physicist conference and you wanted to talk about your accomplishments, that would have been an interesting topic. But even then, tell me about yourself and all you can tell me about is your accomplishments. I got to go somewhere else. Like, I don't know. I wasn't fucking with it. But I get your perspective. I get where you was coming from, y'all. Yeah. I'm, I was like, this is a... But I think you were just fucking with the... You were just fucking with the potential. I was impressed. No, because a lot of men these days, I mean, I get it. But a lot of them are futures. And what nobody wants future? to do Oh, Future that. the Rapper? Yeah, Future the Rapper. And I would take somebody like him over a future. Girl, you assuming just because he got all them accomplishments, he not going to be a future. But that's the thing. I don't, don't even know. know. But Future got money, too. 
I, I that's what I'm about, saying. You don't know. I can't remember about how a man makes me feel. Oh, okay. Then again, I feel like he seems like a, he seems like a romantic person. But then again, that's just my assumptions. Who knows? Okay, exactly. You're making a lot of assumptions. I Always take people for as they are, because that's who they decided to show you that they were. We're gonna do a quick this or that. Which would you rather do? Um, housewife or independent woman? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, housewife. Why housewife? Uh man. Um. Because I'm going to have time to do my other stuff. I don't know. My mom is a housewife. Um, but she's able to do other things other that she things. loves. She is able to pursue her passion. Right. For dancing and art. And she wrote a book. and But she could. She also took care of the household. And, you know, I just... It was just... It was a great place for her to be in to really let her femininity exude. Not femininity. Okay, get into femininity real quick. (laughs) What does that mean? Like letting your femininity be exuded. So, like you, like you know, like everybody, we have both the feminine and uh, masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Um, The feminine, the feminine side is the receiving part, the yielding part. You know, women, we we tend to be like that. At least the world makes us feel like we need to be that way that's uh that's the feminine energy and then the masculine energy is doing being the leader go 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 now women the way our bodies are built biologically and just how we are we thrive more when we're not doing 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 okay you know we thrive more when we're we're more where we're softer um if you notice like women we go through periods. By the time we reach 40, we have to deal with oh, 50 menopause. Mm-hmm. Like, our bodies are just built differently. Our bodies already cause us to do a lot. Okay. So, physically, we're not even meant or built to do a lot. Because it not only takes a toll on us physically, but also mentally. And By I, do a lot, do you mean, like, working? Like, what is do a lot? Working, just having to take on so many tasks, like... If you look at these independent moms, they are not happy. They're not their they're they're not their best selves to be honest. Like, cause it's just independent single or independent single. Okay, okay. Majority of the time, independent women are single, right? Well, I don't want right. to. I don't know. I don't want to put anyone in a box, but <laughs> I think you can be. I think you can be a feminine woman and still be a boss like, yeah yeah okay so what i'm trying to understand is what do you mean by doing like that's what i'm just trying to say like the i get the biological make i get it i get it and i'm not saying elsewise if you were to ask me housewife or independent yeah i'll be a housewife i don't want to do too much yeah. but i'm just trying to understand where you're coming from by doing i guess doing too much than your body can take um you can definitely be a boss for sure i've accustomed myself a boss mm-hmm. um but imagine having to do every single thing with no help Okay. So you're saying uh, as operating in your femininity is allowing help? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of times when people think independent, they feel like they need to do everything themselves. Like, if you look at, when I say do everything yourself, it's like you don't want to, you don't ask for help. Like, mm-hmm. like feminist. Okay. You open the door for them, it's an issue. Always okay. because I can't do it by myself, you know? I got you. Whereas femininity is like, yes, allowing people to help you. Okay. Accepting that help. Receiving. Because that's what femininity is. That's what femininity is. Receiving. Okay. Yielding. Stuff like that. All yeah. right, you guys. We're going to switch gears. The camera died. Y'all know I'm always dealing with that, but it's okay. We're going to do another this or that. African wedding or traditional? Or no. Traditional wedding or American wedding? Uh, 
traditional traditional yeah. i know right it's like it, it feels i feel like i need to do both like it only feels right that i go all the fuck out yes i'm doing both for sure but african women gonna go crazy it has to i feel like that's a plus of being a foreigner like yes. you just have the, the different culture and you get to do african weddings together. if y'all never seen an african wedding they're lit like i've never actually been to an american wedding but on tv it just be looking dry yes it is dry. <laughs> i've been to the market I don't want to say too much, but <laughs> <laughs> just go there once, once you're done with like husband and wife. Y'all go eat, talk, a few music, dance a little bit, and go home. African weddings, you there it's till like the six a.m. in the morning. Like it's a party, a real celebration, it's a celebration of love. of love. Yes, you literally feel like they're gonna last forever. Most definitely, <laughs> I think yeah, African wedding for sure. Um, oh, you know what? You posted on, I've been on your Instagram story a lot lately. You posted on your Instagram story. Um, if you could write a memoir about your life, what would you call it? You said mm-hmm. yours would be Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Break that down to me. What does that mean? <laughs> um, dark because I am dark. Okay. Horse, because horses represent independence, strength. Um, and I merge both of them together because, um, despite all the adversities, adversities I've gone through when it comes to like my skin color, mm-hmm. I still shine and stand strong like a horse. Okay. So that's why I choose dark horse. Beautiful title. And dark horse is beautiful. Yeah, like, that's a beautiful title. I feel like all dark skin girls can relate to that, like trying to overcome the skin issues. Yeah. So I love to see that you are here representing for those people. Yes, ma'am. Should we do a? I'll let you pull one. Pull yeah. right away out of here. We're let in the bowl, see. by the way. Let me see. Um, first dupe. It says first date do's and don'ts. All right. First date for you. I'm not in the dating round, but I would love to hear what you expect on a first date and what oh, you hate Lord. to see on a first date. Let's start with what you expect to see. Um, first date. What do I expect? I haven't really thought about it. I would just... What's a bad first date? When you smell bad. Okay. Or when you just don't dress well. Well, okay. too far or just, you don't put any effort to the date. I guess that's the don't. Like, no effort. Mm-hmm. And then I guess for dudes, just, you know, just being. Dang, you're not going to give him a chance? What if the guy is a. Uh, Girl, so I guess. Sm- <laughs> what if he's like rich and, and he's, he's well mannered? Trust and- me. Trust me. Let's be honest. If you're a man of a certain caliber, you just there's just certain things that you just don't do. Like okay. smell bad. Okay. I mean, think <laughs> about it. Like, come on. <laughs> like me, I don't know. Like if if you could if if you look at me, you consider me as a certain kind of woman. I'll, I'll present myself as a certain such. way. I feel you. Yeah. I got you. I mean, unless unless he was having a bad day, because I've had a guy actually. Uh, we we linked up and I, I met him prior to. But the second time I linked up, he didn't really look up to par. But then he explained, like, he had a really long day. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. I didn't judge him for it. So, in, in a situation like that, sure. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so what are the do's? If the don'ts is... The don'ts are pretty much just don't smell bad? Yeah, I okay. mean, just don't smell bad. Okay. Because like, then that, that really tells me, like, I'm not going to feel comfortable being around you. Are you going to Applebee's on a first date? Because I'm not going to Applebee's on a first date. Like, I'll be 100% honest. I'm pretty... <sighs> pretty picky about the places you want to take me on first date applebee's is not an option it's not an option i mean i don't know i'm a little it's so funny like my friends my friend is trying to tell me like she's trying to encourage me to be more uh what's the word like you know raise my my standards a little bit 
Because I wouldn't mind going to Applebee's because mm-hmm. it's, it's still a food place. And also because I've never been there before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but just don't take me to McDonald's. Like, you see, I think I will. I feel you. I feel you. Like, tell me maybe after like a skateboard, not skateboard, but like maybe after like a a fun activity, a fun activity, yeah. and then go to McDonald's, fine. But right. like on the first day, like go to McDonald's, sit down and talk. I feel you. I feel you. I think for me, Applebee's. I'm not going to Applebee's just because the food is so bad. Like, I just don't want to go. So, I get, yeah, I would just be like, no, not Applebee's. If they ask, where do you want to go? I'd be like, Applebee's cannot be an option. (laughs) Like, would I give you another chance? Sure. But, like, every Applebee's I've gone to has just turned me off. (laughs) All right, so what's another first date? Don't, or do, whatever. Like, what what do you care about? Just common courtesy. Okay. Um, open the door for okay. me. If they don't open the door, do they get another date? It's fine. No, if they don't open the door, that's fine. You know, but I would, if, if you open the door, that's gonna be a plus for me. Like, okay, you're a gentleman. Oh, yeah, that's okay. If they don't me. open the door, you're still gonna rock for it. Okay, yeah. so what are the boundaries? So like, what do, what is the big like? <sighs> I'm Ronnie King, and this is a no go for me. No go for me. It's okay if you don't have any. Some people don't, and sure. Don't bring me. Don't bring me around your ex. That actually okay. happened. Has that, someone done that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> First no, date? yes. Okay, break it down. What happened? Oh, girl, I don't even know if I want to talk about it. Okay, give me like Because a... it's, it's also bad on my end, too. I kind of... I'm also responsible. I don't want to, like, show my ass out. <laughs> but it was just, like, a very unfortunate situation. He was a great guy. It was just... His ex being there, I was just kind of like... Ooh, you can't do no, it. No, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Okay, what's the worst date you've ever been on? <sighs> Ciao. Like probably when I was like eighteen, uh, we met at um, what is it called, Chinatown in DC? Yeah, okay, yeah, Chinatown. And I paid for our chipotle. No, I paid for our snacks for the movies, and mm-hmm. he paid for the ticket. Oh, okay. Um. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. No, that's not what happened. He forgot his wallet. Mm-hmm. So I paid for the tickets, and then he, I paid for our snacks, and mm-hmm. then he paid for the drink. Cause we got a few <laughs> dollars there, and I then tried. And I was so head over heels for him because I was like my first boyfriend ever. Yeah. So like I kept paying for stuff, kept mm-hmm. paying for stuff, paying for Ubers, paying for train rides. Is this all one night? Uh, I paid for I, I, I paid for his. I paid for his Uber back home mm-hmm. that night, so that was terrible. But back then, I I didn't know it was. I mean, we're young, like yeah, 18, young and dumb. Yeah, I, was I mean, like, at eighteen, okay. I did a lot of dumb stuff for a lot of dumbass niggas. So I get it. Over time, you learn yeah. what you accept, what you don't accept. Exactly. All right, just give me one boundary. How old are you? 22, 24. Twenty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, twenty four year old Rhina. What is a no go? Disrespect. Okay, and what 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 um constitutes as disrespect? Uh just don't disrespect my time. Um, don't call me out my name. Mm-hmm. If we get into a disagreement, we can. We're adults. We can talk. We can talk it out. Don't. Um, yeah, just don't insult me. Got you. You know, we might have like you might see things a little different. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just don't disrespect me. Do the same boundaries apply to friendships? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the insult part. I don't know. <laughs> you let your friend insult you? I mean, no, because I got so mad at her, and then I was like, and then yeah, we don't talk anymore. Okay. Um, I guess it does to like respect. Honestly, when you, it starts with me. If I respect myself, everybody else is gonna respect me. Yeah. Because if I respect myself, I'm gonna tend to respect you automatically. 
So if I'm respecting you, I expect the, the same, same treatment. Thing back, right. And if I don't feel respected, then it's like I got you. Really quickly, I mean, just what I'm noticing, at least from the dating world, you didn't have too many boundaries. I encourage you to set some boundaries, some boundaries, some like no goes, so that you know, like when you see this, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like set something. It don't have to be what the fuck I said. If you want to go to Applebee's, go to Applebee's, but make up, you know, have your no goes mm-hmm. for sure. Um, friendships as well. Do you have a set list of things where you're like, no friend can do this to me? Just now started like friendship boundaries. Okay. Um, and I think the only thing on my list right now is just disrespect. disrespect. Uh, I don't really have any other thing added to my list. But yeah, before, I, I'm a very understanding person, but you know, I had to realize that I have to really set boundaries, not only with relationships, but with friendships, Most so that yeah. you can have a smooth friendship. Exactly. Because once those boundaries are crossed, there's no turning back. Exactly. Because you know? I've lost, I lost my best friend last Aww. year. I'm sorry. And it's because of this, it was because of the disrespect. But the thing is, We've been disrespecting each other from the beginning mm-hmm. of time. So, we already didn't have that boundary. Mm-hmm. And so, it was yeah, this time, I was just kind of like... How did know, she get best friend title, if you don't mind me asking? Girl, she just started calling me her best friend. Okay. I feel like it's because when me and her became friends, we were in a very tough period in our life. Mm-hmm. And we were always on the phone together, mm-hmm. always talking. And we helped each other out during that time. And... Yeah, she started calling me her best friend. Like, you're the only one I really talk to. You're the only one who really gets me. So, like, I really consider as a sister, her best friend. So, that's how we started. And then okay. I just went along with it. Yeah. Oh, how was the grief process of losing her? It was hard. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. It felt like I was I lost a boyfriend. Right. No, for sure. For <laughs> sure. It was like, yeah, like, there were times where I felt like when something happened, I'm like, oh, let me call. Oh, I can't right. call her no more. Right. And sometimes I still do feel that way. And, like, uh, it, was, it was hard. And I... I felt kind of lonely because mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I didn't have my person. Yeah. Because you know you have friends, but then like your best friend is your person. You yeah. go to her for everything. I didn't have that anymore. But you know, I felt like we were. We didn't have our friendship was toxic, very toxic. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm just gonna let her go. I hope she finds a better friendship, and I hope I find a better friendship because where I'm moving at in my life, I don't need that kind of distraction. I don't need. I don't need to be filling my head with overthinking and going through conflicts all the The time time. because it felt like that Mm -hmm. when I could be using that time to create better things for myself. Most definitely. Sounds like some personal growth, some personal development. Let's get into that. Um, I was on a Instagram live with you some weeks back, maybe a month or two ago, and you got like a little emotional about, you know, the personal growth journey that you've undergone i don't need you to get too in depth if you're gonna cry you know what i'm saying well (laughs) talk about whatever makes you feel comfortable but like walk me through that personal growth change why was it so emotional for you because it felt like i finally i'm doing something good like i'm finally doing something for myself and Mm -hmm. not for anybody else and i there was a point in time where i felt like i was stuck yeah and then to finally feel that relief like (sighs) Finally, I'm, yeah. I'm out of there. You know, when you're in that position where you're, like, deep down in that hole, mm-hmm. you feel like you're going to be here forever. And sometimes I have, I have like, especially when I was in Atlanta and being around all those creatives and all these accomplished black people, I felt like, oh, my gosh, what if, I'm, what if I get stuck here forever? Well, and why was stuck a bad thing if you were around a bunch of creatives? I felt like I didn't, I didn't have any outlet. Okay. It felt like it felt that way. It's 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 a lot more. It's it's deeper. It was involved family, friends, the environment I was in. Um, It was definitely an encouragement. Being in being in Atlanta and seeing all of that was an encouragement. But because I I I was stuck, I didn't know how to get myself out of there. 
and I felt like it was taking too long. Mm. But honestly, in all honestly, in all honesty, it was it was just the baby steps I needed to take to right. get to where I'm at. Right. But back then, it felt like I was in one place, stagnant, nothing is moving, mm-hmm. and it was really stressful for me. Okay. So looking back now, I'm like, oh, finally, a relief. You, you finally got out yeah. of it, right? Yeah. What were the moves you made towards personal growth? Ah, my mindset. Okay, how'd you shift the mindset? What was the what is something you can recollect? I just told myself that like instead of me focusing on wanting to be something or do something, how about I just focus on being happy where I'm Mm -hmm. at? Mm -hmm. Once I started being grateful and happy where I was at, opportunities started coming. Right. That's really how I would describe it. Yeah. I love it. I love. I'm always talking to my podcast about gratitude. You got to be grateful because like you missed out on the good in front of you, and when you miss out on the good in front of you, you'll never appreciate whatever the fuck is coming to you. Exactly. So I like that. Let's talk about Atlanta and Virginia. You said you're surrounded by creatives. Everybody's talking about making that move to Atlanta. Do you feel right. like it's necessary as a creative? It's mm, hmm. Is it necessary? To a certain extent, yes. Okay. If you want to be around like-minded people, which I think you would thrive, because if you're around creatives and you're a creative you have no choice but to want to create more. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you don't have to do it, but it would definitely help. Okay. Yeah, being around them and me being somebody who, I didn't even think I was a creative person, to be honest. I was just ready for my nine to five. I just wanted to make money. Right. But being around them definitely strikes something in me Mm -hmm. to want to do more for myself as far as like the creative aspect of things. And so, yeah, I would say it's, it's helpful. It's definitely helpful. And seeing successful black people, despite the narrative that people have about black people is really encouraging. So mm-hmm. I would Atlanta is a great place to be when you when you're doing anything artsy, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't lie. I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect going on in my mind because you said when you were around the creatives you felt like you were stagnant. Mm-hmm. What felt stagnant? Was it like your like I get I guess you said your mindset, but like what were you thinking at the time? Did you feel like you weren't um equal? With them, or like no, you- I just didn't. Ha- I just didn't have the res. I felt like I didn't have the resources. resources. Okay. Yeah, where I was at my environment, I just I didn't have the resources at all. I didn't know where to start. I got you. You can see, I I saw them. I, I how did you get there? Okay, thank you for telling me. Now, how can I move from here to there? Was okay. the issue for me? I got you. Yeah, that was my problem. And that caused a lot of the lack and gratitude because you're just like, I don't have. I don't have. Okay, I got you. Focusing more on what I didn't have. Okay. Hence, why I'm like, you know what? How about I just be grateful for where I'm at right have, now? Right. You know, it's not that bad. Do you feel like if you made the move back today, you would thrive in Atlanta? No. <laughs> why do you say that? Um, because uh. I, I got a little bit too crazy in LA and I'm not going to lie. Like the partying, I got, it was really fun. Okay. Um, I felt, so, so, um, being grateful and appreciating where I was at mm-hmm. also equated to me doing things that felt fun. Okay. I was, I was in Atlanta, I was in a period of fun because when, when you're fun and you're in a happy mood, happy things happen. Right. So I was having fun, 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 fun. And, yeah, I feel like I was having a little bit too much fun. Okay. Then moving here, just, moving here was not even my choice. But moving here definitely kept me grounded and more focused. Okay. I don't mind, and I told myself, my mom was like, yeah, you should move back home. And uh, she just wanted me to, you know, save up a little before moving back to Atlanta. And I was like, okay. And then when I moved here, 
I realized that, um, wow, like this is a quiet space for me to really like let out all that. It was like a creative outlet for me okay. being here. Being it kept here. me grounded. And then I also noticed there's a, there's a lot of like, DC, DMV area is not like Atlanta, but there are a lot of creatives here. over here too. Yeah, yeah. And the creatives over here are not, they're not gatekeeping or anything. Mm-hmm. They're willing to share. Right. In Atlanta, you must have been, you have to know somebody. Okay. It's easy to know somebody, but you have to have a certain image. I don't know how to put it. No, and I then again, like, as, are you talking too. about like physical image? Physical image, okay. for sure. Okay, okay, for sure. Let's oh get into gosh. that. What, you, what, what, what is the what's the image that you have to have in Atlanta? Do you think you just have to look like you got money? Okay, so we're you don't give you no time. Um, if you're if you have, if you have confidence, for sure. Right. But yeah, if you don't, you're just like any other regular person passing by. You mm-hmm. have to look like you have money. You have to know somebody or look like you know somebody you have to have that as a, as a woman you need to have a body unfortunately I'm not saying that every girl in, in, in I'm not saying that every girl in Atlanta who has a body or her body done has the best experiences right. or you know but it definitely Help. helps boost it up right right yeah. right I feel you and I hear that a lot definitely in DC like in the DMV area Especially in Virginia, like who gives a fuck? I don't even think anybody got a BBL, and if they did, I'm not paying too much attention. But like, you know, they say Atlanta's like BBL home, BBL like city. BBL city. Thank you. <laughs> if you ain't got one, then you got to go get one and come back and figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, but yeah, I love that you bring attention to the creative creatives in the DMV. DMV yeah. area definitely has some creative. I feel like creativity. I feel like the DMV is on the rise and it's slowly going to be the next it's, Atlanta. Yes. I hope it is because I, there's so much here and the mm-hmm. resources are coming too. And I think the advantage that DC has is DC has all these ethnicities and different Most people. Deaf. It's like a melting pot of the entire world. Mm-hmm. Like you meet different kinds of people. And so a lot of people you know, they're comfortable talking or they know how to talk to different kinds of people. Right. Or in Atlanta, it's black, white, maybe a few Hispanics and Asians, but okay, it's like not black and white. All. It's not diverse. Right. And don't get me wrong. When I was there, it made me feel like, oh, this is home. This right. is my people. Because, right. you know, you whoever you're going to meet, you're going to relate to them one way or the other. Right. Even the white people, too, they had a lot of, like, southern hospitality. Okay. Um, which is great. However, here... You have all these Asians, um, black people, Africans, Middle Eastern. Yeah. When you have a relationship with all of them, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Like I can, you can thrive Most because dead. it's not like the world is not a one-way street. Right. The world has different kinds of people, and knowing and knowing how to connect with different kinds of people. That's a million dollar check right there. Most definitely. Yeah. Most Connections definitely. and networking is A1. Most definitely. It's important, especially when if you want to um, level up. Level right. up in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah. 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 No, so I definitely. That's an advantage that DC has. For sure. I learned that from you. Like, before ever meeting with you, I thought that, like, the only connections that I would have is with anybody that I went to, like, high school with. And I had a really bad reputation in high school definitely not the person you see today right so i never reached out to anybody because i felt like everybody would judge me from my past and that's cool Mm. i just kept doing my thing i mean i do a lot of my stuff by myself now but now i'm more open to it after seeing you collab Mm. with so many different people having so Mm -hmm. many different people from different ways like i see you with people that i've known but i've never even seen with my own eyes i'm like okay how did this girl that's from atlanta connect with these people and it's helping you you know what i'm saying not only is it helping you but i think it's just bringing attention to like you said the different walks of life different people's perspectives exactly 
excuse me, I think it's a great thing that you're doing it. But back to my main point, you definitely uh, highlighted the importance of networking and mm-hmm. the possibilities of networking within the DMV to mm-hmm. me. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you for that. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Um, I love that you, I just love that you uh, made a reference to that. Let's go back in the bowl real quick and then we'll get into an advice column submission Ooh. and we'll wrap today up. Are you done painting? Yes. Okay. I think I am done. Oh, when's the last time you went on a solo date? <laughs> I've never been on a solo date. Me neither. Every time. <laughs> good. Thank God. <laughs> Every time I tell myself, I'm like, yeah, I need to go on a solo date. I need to go on a solo date. But I'm like, I get terrified because I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> no, I mean, you can like go to the movies or something. I feel like I have it because I don't. I just am so busy and I need to make that time for me. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being by myself. But you you can like go to even restaurants by yourself. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I saw... um. Nana, your friend. I watched her YouTube video. She was on a solo date at a restaurant vlog. And I oh, said, yeah. girl, yes. Get I it together. Get yourself right. <laughs> like, solo dates are great, I yeah. think. What do you do to, like, get your mental health, self-love? Like, what do you do to self-care? Like, what are your self-care practices if you don't go on solo dates? Because solo dates are the only way. Yeah. Um. I think for me, right, and I really need to tap into, like, self-love more. I don't know. I feel like I've been losing myself a little bit. I've been getting a lot of little messages about self-love. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Like, the whole week. And then yesterday, somebody did some something to me that triggered that a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think I need to definitely tap back into, like, self-love and confidence. Because, I don't know. I don't know. I've been off the... I've been off lately. Um, but another way is, so today when I felt off, I just listened to affirmations. Okay. Um, just to keep reminding me. And yeah, a solo date would be a great idea. As a matter of fact, I was thinking that when I go to Atlanta, I was going to like go to a picnic with my friend. <laughs> but maybe like I could do that here with myself. Like yeah. just go painting, like set up a nice cute picnic next right. to the water or something, bring out my paint, bring out my wine, and right. just enjoy Chill. my time alone Most and just death. admire the view. Most yeah. death. I'm Most definitely going to do that. Yeah, sure. I've been telling myself I'm going. I really got to set time aside and get something done. I'm just so like, and it's not a good excuse at all to say I'm so busy, but I have been so busy. But no, yeah, I definitely need to spend that time by myself. I've, mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I'm always talking to my podcast about it too. Like, um, I'm enjoying time by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I don't even like, have the time to connect with others. Any free time that I have, it's like, all right, let me just chill. Let me sleep. Let me just kick it by myself so I can just not be, I'll be talking to this, like, I'm, I'm always yeah. podcasting. So I'm like, let me just, um, you know, have some <laughs> time where I'm not podcasting. Yeah. Just talk to myself. Talking to myself is a big thing. So I definitely spend a lot of time by myself. Definitely journal. Definitely meditate. Definitely pray. Got back into reading my Bible. Those are my things and making sure that I am mm. taking care of myself at the gym. Um, taking care of myself physically for sure but when I'm in the gym I don't think about anything other than the gym so it's like a great way for me to just yeah, take time for myself I don't know it's like I'm just focusing on my strength and my progress in the gym mm-hmm. and so that makes me feel good and mm-hmm. breathing and just like I don't know the gym is definitely a great way yes. to get myself care right I so. love going to the gym too Hell yeah. I've been going to the gym lately and it's helping for sure and I think I like to do at the gym is just I, like, I love music so I just listen to music when I'm working out um and you, what did you, you said something earlier that like I thought about? And when it comes back, I'm gonna say okay. it. <laughs> Do you know what it was in relation to? What you were saying about like ways you practice self care, um, yeah, meditation, praying, reading the Bible. Oh, journaling. reading the so reading the Bible. I was gonna say reading 
self-help books to help i've been doing that to a lot and right now like i said i'm reading how to influence people that was a really good book i think that i love it um yeah that that book was probably like one of the best self-help self-help books i have read Mm -hmm. all the other ones i cannot finish but the (laughs) deal like i I mean i audible like i use audible so i had it on just um audible and it was like i completed it that was a good book i read that back in like 20 I think like 2019 post college nice. and it definitely got me right i mean it, it just works like mm-hmm. it just makes you i don't want to say more likable but you just know how to maneuver with people and i yeah. think that's important like it's very skills, important. social skills mm-hmm. like yeah definitely something people should focus yeah on. social skills are very important especially in this day and time We're right almost kind of lost that touch everyone's like on their phones, on their and, phone like that. and everything and then of course covid right. happened and right it's like oh i don't so it's very yeah a lot of if you look and if you look at a lot of these successful people if not just out of ten, it's networking. Right, right, right. He right, asked right. him like, "So, how did you get into position?" Well, I knew somebody. Right, knew it's somebody. just it's not what you know; it's who you know. Like, no matter exactly. how much you want to pretend like you can get through without people, that's why I'm always telling people I really hate the narrative. Like, no new friends. Like, I'm by myself. Like, okay, cool. I've you never like, liked that either. Yeah, it's like, like go mm. meet some people. You never know what you'll learn, what they'll teach you. Like, I'm exactly now in my life. I try to be very open to socializing with people just mm-hmm. you never you just never fucking know you just never know yeah. it's so funny you brought that up because i am in the i'm like planning on doing another video about friendship like the, the importance of friendship okay. you know and right now i've been doing like some research i've listened to some ted talks there's a whole ted there's a bunch of ted talks about Friendship. friendships i'm like really TED Talk about friendship, that's how you know human connections are important. No, hell yeah. And they mentioned something, and don't quote me verbatim, um, but she mentioned something about, like, uh, like friendships can, like, not having friends, like, loneliness can affect your physical health or something. I'm like, I'm going to find a quote and send it to you, but it was, it, it was really interesting. I'm like, wow, I didn't know how much human interactions Interaction. were important to our mental and physical health i mean most definitely when yeah. you think about this is so fun i mean this is gonna take you down a real sad path but like when you think about like jail and they take people and they put them mm-hmm. in solitary confinement like they do that because they understand that being with people is better for mm-hmm. you than being by yourself mm-hmm. like being by yourself mm-hmm. is really a punishment so it is to seclude yourself or to tell yourself that you don't need friends it's like you're doing yourself a disservice Dis- yeah exactly yeah. um definitely and as i say that i don't like I don't think you should befriend everybody. Like, definitely be weary, you know, about who you let into your circle, but don't be close off to people. Speaking of the importance of friendship, how important is friendship to you on a scale of one to ten? Friendship is so important to me, like, ten or eleven. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I've always felt this way, and I I don't know if it's because uh, I had a group of friends, like, a group of... It was always four of us. Mm -hmm. We always did everything together, and even as a kid, I've always had friends. Right. And... Yeah, friends are fun to have. They make you happy. They make you (laughs) sad. It's a great relationship to have. And now that I'm, especially now that I moved back to DMV and I realized I didn't really have so many people I could call my friend. It really, like, it it, it struck a nerve in me. It made me, I was, I felt lonely. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, when I go out, and that's why I kept going out a lot so I could meet new people people and network with people. That's how I met you and Kobe and everybody else. Um, but you know, of course it's, it's, it's hard to create like a solid friendship because now I'm just an acquaintance to everyone, but yeah, I would love to make friends. Like as a matter of fact, one of my affirmations are I have genuine friends. I have great genuine friends. You guys add that to your list of affirmations. (laughs) Yeah. I think friends are very important. They definitely help with your loneliness and it's good to have somebody you can confine in when you're stuck. Right. Like, yeah, I have my mom, but 
just certain things that I don't want to talk, talk to, to her my about. Brother. Right. I feel comfortable talking to a friend about. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, you had mentioned being an acquaintance, and um, today I po- like I podcasted before this podcast, and I was talking about how I'm like meeting people, but I'll just use the term friend. But like deep down, I know that that's not my friend. I'm mm-hmm. like, when do I? First of all, I don't know what to call them. I hate the word acquaintance. I don't know why. That gives me like co-worker <laughs> vibes. Like I would never call you an acquaintance. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That that verb has just never really sat right with me. So I don't have a word for like people like you that mm. I network with. Even networking with. I'm like, yeah, I guess we network. But like, I don't know. I just feel like I should have better um, I guess terms for it. Like, what do you do to con- Like, when does a person become a friend to you? Uh, When I know that. When I feel really comfortable around them. Okay. And when I start inviting you to places or... I reach out to you. That's when I call you my friend. Oh, no, you reach. Of course, it has to be like a mutual thing. Right. That's when I'll call you my friend. Like Nana, before mm-hmm. we became friends, we were acquaintance. Like I, I saw her one place. It was like, oh hi, and yeah. saw another place. Oh, I remember you. And then finally, she was like, we keep seeing each other. Let's be friends. Come on. Okay. Like because at first we were acquaintance, uh-huh. where it's like we're friendly with each other. Right. And then when she actually took action to want to get my number and also um, to hang out and tell me about certain things about her life i feel like sharing personal information with each other i feel like that's when like oh okay this is someone that i can call my friends i mean that's not like the only thing that i consider but just that mutual connection that i have with people i feel like i can i feel like i can easily talk to her about certain things or not even certain things just easily talk to you Mm -hmm. that's why i'll consider you a friend acquaintance is just more so like oh hi i feel you you look good today you look pretty okay then the next time i see you oh hi you know like while our friend is like they're excited to see you even though like you guys are acquaintance but the next time they see you it's like oh like you like have, the love I feel like is there the connection the connection, the connection okay. yeah you the, just know like she, over time you just know this yeah you know when someone you can people i feel people's energy you know when someone wants to genuinely be your friend and right. just wants to be like a high bye kind of person. i feel you yeah. i feel you Okay, we're going to do another brief intermission, you guys. And then we'll come back. We'll talk more shit. And then we'll end today's podcast, okay? Run, I know, right? Run the brief intermission. It. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. Okay, you guys, we are back. I have one last question for you, Ryan, before we wrap up. Just out of curiosity, how do you know you're walking in your purpose? Or do you feel like you're walking in your purpose? I feel like I'm working my purpose for sure because I'm happy doing it. Okay. That's just a short answer. I would love to go deep into no, it. No, you but don't have to. That's perfect. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm happy where I'm at. I it's whatever I'm whatever I'm doing right now is exciting for me mm-hmm. and it's fun and it doesn't feel like too much. Right. So I feel like I'm definitely working on my purpose. Okay, I can dig it. And I'm I encouraging like it. people to do stuff, so I like it. No, yeah, for sure. I like it. You definitely have influence, impact. That's good, too. And you definitely notice, like, impact. But fuck that. The most important thing you said was happy. Like, when you feel good in what you're doing, that's yes. how you know it's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to get into an advice column submission, you guys. And we're going to wrap today's episode up. It is a Reddit. And today's advice column submission is, is there a nice way to ask my girlfriend to shave her mustache? Um, I just want to be clear. I love her dearly. I would never want to hurt her. The hair above her lip isn't that noticeable. Just when up really close, I can see it, and it's and it's because her body hair is somewhat dark and it sticks out to me. I find myself looking at it a lot when very close. It bothers me a tad, and 
have thought about recently asking her to perhaps shave it. However, I of course don't want to hurt her feelings and was just curious if there was a nice way to go about it. Or if it is just one of those things that I should take to my grave. For reference, I'm 22, she's 21. Oh. I don't even know. I'm I'm a hairy girl. I do have mustache. Um, facial hair. And I don't I don't know. I've I don't know. I guess. Would you want your partner to tell you to shave? I would. Yeah, if I'm comfortable with him and he's comfortable with me, I would want him to tell me, you know, if if he wants me to shave, shave or whack. But he, I, I've, okay, just don't say it in a rude way. I don't know how you would say it. What's um, the ideal way you'd want to hear it? <sighs> have you? Hey, babe, have you thought about maybe like waxing? Or something. Well, because I personally don't like shaving. When you shave, it grows more. Mm-hmm. So just like ask her, like, "Hey, um, somebody mentioned something about just meant just bring up waxing or laser in in the in the conversation." I'm like, "Oh, that could help with you know the hair." I don't know if you feel uncomfortable with it. Just was just wondering. You know, I, somebody mentioned it. Just like a little white lie, even though I'm not encouraging you to lie. <laughs> Like, find a way to bring it up without Just being direct? Fi- yes, find a way to bring it up without making her feel uncomfortable. Okay. And if she says no, it is let it, it go. It right. is going to take you to your grave. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Speak to her about it. I say, If it was me, I'll just say be direct. Just tell me, uh, babe, I think you should probably shave but comfortability is important like if mm-hmm. i just if i've only known you for a month or two months you better off not saying anything you can say something it might rub me the wrong way i don't know i just, i think for me actually i'd just i prefer the honesty like just mm-hmm. come out honest and say babe shave your mustache please or whatever <laughs> hair it is you know i you know because it'll rub me the wrong like it may hurt my feelings but like that's really how you feel mm-hmm. and like you said if i say no because i have the option to say no then just deal with that yeah. i'm much more like i fuck with you more for just accepting my answer and my honest truth mm-hmm. than pestering me about it after i already told you no so just have that conversation yeah but um yeah that's the end of today's show you guys hopefully you guys loved it i'm gonna let Rina say her piece close out tell them anything you want them to say last words oh my last words i am super excited to be here and i'm so thankful to constance for having me on the podcast and sharing my story and also learning a lot from her too and you know we have different perspectives but it was refreshing to hear her side and yeah i encourage everyone to have interesting fun conversations with your friends just like me and Constance she is my friend now <laughs> what about the freaking chocolate skin by Rhino what about the, the oh, podcast yes of course so chocolate skin by Rhino go check it out chocolate skin by Rhino.com chocolate skin by Rhino was built from just instilling confidence in women about their skin in their skin tone um, I know there's a stigma on lighter is better but honestly it really doesn't matter what your skin tone is as long as when you take care of it it's, gonna, it's, it's going to glow it's going to look good regardless so that's what chocolate skin by Rhino is all about just you know magnifying the beauty in your skin that you already have so go ahead and check it out the best product we use all natural products and also don't forget to check out my podcast slash youtube videos on uh ryan i king with two g's on youtube and do not forget to like subscribe and share and leave your thoughts in any of the videos what you think i would love to hear it and thank you all her information will be down below in the description box i love you guys i appreciate you guys don't forget to give today's episode a review and a rating 
Okay, don't forget it is a visual podcast. So if you haven't already done so, head on over to YouTube, subscribe to Constance the Podcast. You can listen to Constance the Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, what else do I need you guys to do? If you want your music featured on the show, send me an email, Constance the Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget I'll be on Instagram live tonight. Oh no, I won't. Y'all gonna see this another day. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sundays, every fucking Sunday, you guys. We're getting on Instagram live, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and we're just talking shit. So hop on with me. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys, and I will see you in. Oh, hold on, let's show my art. This is the final. Can you guys see it? Okay. I'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode. Peace. Bye.